Binance Smart Chain has seen explosive growth in recent weeks. With over 100,000 new wallet addresses in the last two weeks alone, growth couldn't be better. Today, KDOT with BSC News joined me on the podcast to discuss BSC growth and its potential competition for Ethereum DeFi. Welcome to episode 12 of the BSC News Podcast. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Billion Happiness Club, an e-commerce platform with cashback, staking, and an NFT marketplace. To learn more, visit shop.billionhappiness.com. KDOT, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me, mate. Absolutely. How's your day going so far? I guess it's about 5 p.m. where you're at, 4 p.m. almost. 4 p.m., 4 p.m. Yeah, I'm fine, man. Just, um, I just honestly, with this lockdown stuff, I don't know where the time goes, if I'm honest. No, I hear you. I basically just wake up, I work from home. Like every day is almost like the same. It's like Groundhog's Day, right? Yeah, I don't want to complain about it because, um, Believe it or not, I'm enjoying the lockdown, but honestly, the time, I just don't understand where it goes. But yeah. <laughs> it, goes to, it goes to BSC News. <laughs> it basically uh, so the topic today is we're going to talk about kind of BSC versus Ethereum and our thoughts on, you know, is it going to be a competitor? You know, is it, a, is it an ETH killer? Uh, so I want to start. First, with you know, what is your opinion on the the current growth of BSC and everything that's happened in, let's say, in the last two months? Um, okay, so I think, firstly, f- from my perspective, I don't think the way Binance or even the community, the Binance Smart Chain community, has you know in any way tried to say that we're going to be a Ethereum killer because I don't think anything will be an ethereum killer and anything that has come out and tried to do that has always failed but the growth uh term i think we've well looking at the figures um on the bsc scan the figures this month have gone massively so i was just looking in regards to the daily transactions in december we were doing about one to two k daily transactions and in january we're seeing about 20k plus a day on daily transactions that in itself just shows there's been a massive massive growth uh in a month yeah that's kind of amazing and yeah the i was looking at our article that that rich puts out every week and if you look at just december 29th to today so about two weeks wallet addresses have grown by actually two hundred thousand. It's gone yeah. from 600K to about 800K in two weeks. Yeah. So a 100,000 growth per week, which is pretty remarkable. Yep. Actually, I just got that wrong, actually. Talk about daily transactions. I was talking about wallets. So daily transactions gone from December 130K a day, sorry, to 400K now a day. And that's been, so that's also been in about two weeks? Uh, no, that yeah. So over the course of the month since December to now, we've gone up three hundred k in uh, daily transactions, which is massive. 
Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And if you look at like all the new projects that are popping up, there's obviously new ones, but there's also a lot of Ethereum projects that are starting to build, you know, a new platform over on BSC, which I which that's going to be really nice for growth because I think do you do you know where Injective started? I think it's Ethereum and now you know they're they're building on BSC as well, and it's just like a cheaper way to use the same thing. Yeah, I don't know where they started. Um, this is the thing. I think it does get complicated for a lot of people with the Ethereum and then the Binance smart chain. So yeah, I don't know where they started because that the other day um, I sent money. Well, I sent tokens or coins or whatever from Binance smart chain to my swipe wallet. And then I was like, okay, I want to now, I didn't need it then because I missed the pre-sale. So I wanted to get it back out, but I wanted to go to go to my Binance Smart Chain wallet. And it didn't really matter. If I sent it, it would have gone to uh, the Ether, um, Ethereum chain or the Binance chain. But the issue that I had was it went to the Ethereum chain. Then I had to pay the massively high um, transaction fee to get it back over. But... My point is, is that it's not, it's so difficult at the moment because it's not just so easy of, okay, I want to send it there and not send it there. There was no indication of where it was going to go in the app. Um, I don't know why my point was there, but I was just... Well, I think your point makes sense. I think I'm going to try to speculate your point here, which is, the, so for me to get, let's say, Bitcoin or Ethereum to Binance Smart Chain, I've got to go by BNB in an exchange and then bridge it over to because the BNB I buy is BEP2 and then I need to bridge it over to BEP20 which it's it is just a pain and it can get confusing and you know setting up the different setting up MetaMask to run on this other chain that's not preloaded is kind of just a task in itself right yeah. and yeah. so it, it's kind of like BSC the problem that BSC has right now is the the DeFi users that are not necessarily like even moderately technologically savvy or whatever, they're just not going to use it. It's like, you know, it's too much work and yeah. too much doing stuff yourself and following medium articles to figure out how to even get it to get your money onto BSC. You know, um, so. And I was exactly like that when I first started with trying to come over. Yeah, like I had, I think the first time I did it, I set up, you know, the my MetaMask wallet and I it took me like an hour to figure out how to do this. So I set up my MetaMask wallet, I got it on Binance Smart Chain. Then I had to download the Binance Chain wallet, which lets you kind of like bridge it over that way. So it's like so many steps to get it there. And and I think that is the only thing holding it back from even more growth. Yeah, I don't know what the solution to that is. Though. Yeah, I think your point was quite valid um, in actually getting MetaMask to have it listed on their um, on their uh, extension or app or mobile device or whatever it is. Uh, I think that would solve a lot of issues on people getting over and how to swap over because I think that is the biggest thing is people actually putting the you know. I know it's a few little uh, a web address and then the contract thing, 
but that would solve so many issues for a lot of people. And also, if you could get B&B BEP20 somewhere else, right? So, yeah, you could buy Ethereum anywhere, right? And then you can use it in ETH DeFi. It's super easy to send it from your exchange to a wallet and you're in business. So what I don't understand is how come if I log into, I have to use Binance US, but I can't trade my I can't trade my Bitcoin for BNB BEP20. Like it's just, it's not it's not a thing. I can get BNB BEP2 and then I got to go through all the steps. So if they integrate BNB BEP20 into exchanges, that would solve a lot of the problem, right? You don't have to do all the different conversions to get it to where you're going. I I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on all this wrapped stuff and how it works, but and I don't know if they can take that into a, into a centralized exchange. I don't know. Yeah, I would I would imagine that. Like I'm gonna log into my uh, Binance account right now, just so I can see what it looks like exactly. But if it's if it's just you know it's just another token on another blockchain. So if they wanted to add it, I don't think a company like Binance would have a problem. I don't know if regular Binance offers BNB BEP20 trading within their platform. And maybe that's, I guess, I think we have to do have to keep in mind that it's only like five months old. Yeah. And right? I think in, in the five, <laughs> months, in the five months that they've had, they've had, they've seen massive, massive growth. Um, si- even since I came over and that's only what, maybe a month or two ago, two months ago, there's been massive growth ever since. And the projects that have come over has been crazy as well. Like we've, uh, we, we at BSC News, how many projects we've seen come over is crazy. Like, um, and as time goes on, and when it does become easier with the bridging across from Ethereum to Binance Smart Chain, people of, of course are going to come over. Why wouldn't you? When, and this, I was thinking about this earlier when, when we were talking yesterday about what, what should we, what should the subject be? And then, you know, I put a little thought into it and I was thinking, I was like, if you have a project on Ethereum, because that's where most projects start up now is Ethereum. Why wouldn't you come over? It's like, I put this in for you guys in the US or because it's widely like Walmart, right? Yeah. You have Walmart in, let's say, uh, in your town or well, New York City, right? Sure. Why would why wouldn't you have why would you just keep it there like you would move it to a different state or a different country? Yeah, because it's basically just new users or shoppers for the. So my point is, if projects are building on Ethereum, and they and it's a set, they're not changing their code. They don't have to code something new. They don't need to know a new language. It's purely they can get that contract. And migrate over and to Binance Smart Chain, and they're going to get double the liquidity. Yep, you know it's. Uh, I think where this kind of brings a conversation that I people are kind of like, you know, it's the ETH killer thing. So some people say there's only going to be ETH, there won't be anything else, right? That's where this is all going to end, uh, you know. And then other people are like, no, this thing's going to kill ETH, and I think that they're both wrong because why why does there have to be one blockchain that for some reason is the only one that anybody ever uses right yeah. it doesn't make any sense it's it like a, it's like yeah there's walmart I, I mean i don't know what you guys have in we have tesco. 
but I'm assuming that that has a competitor there, right? We have cool. Walmart, we have Target, yeah, we have competitors. Yeah, and so it doesn't make sense for there to be one of a essentially like a DeFi platform is kind of what we're talking about in a sense here. Yeah. So yeah, so there there is always room for them, and I think with the amount of people that are on uh, Ethereum, I think they're getting quite annoyed as well with the, the fees and the congestion. So of course they're going to come over as well. So giving the uh, ability for users to use the platform on, on both sides just helps them in a way. Um, and so even when ETH 2.0 rolls out, I've always thought that the congestion is going to be an issue because I'm not certain that any... Like I think there's always going to be scale issues, just always, mm. right? There'll be because it's it's kind of like a free market acclimating system. As as there's more and more congestion, it gets more and more expensive, and that's not going to change just because it switches to proof of stake. As it as it as DeFi gets more popular and more users come in, that congestion will continue. Now you might not see fifty dollar fees, but you might see ten dollar fees. Yeah, right? and then it's still. Do you want to pay ten dollars instead of fifteen cents? Yeah. So I do wonder if I don't know enough about how proof of stake works to even really speculate. But as BSC grows, I wonder if it's a possibility that those fees start to grow with it. I don't know though. Um, I only think when BNB price increases the amount in USD value would increase maybe only, but the GUI stays the same. That's, I don't know about that. And with the 2.0 in Ethereum, I I think I have the same thoughts as you. I just like to see it when it's fully rolled out and what it, the capabilities of what it solves and if it does solve what it's supposed to. Yeah. And I would assume that it's going to take a while. Yeah. Like, couple years i think until it's actually you know at full yeah. capacity or whatever uh, and also going on to you know back to binance smart chain the, the downfalls that i see um is people relating you know because binance smart chain is supposed to be decentralized it's not supposed to have you know anyone controlling it like cfi but i think a lot of people still Let's say if there is a, a rug pull or there's some sort of scam or they sent their money to the wrong wallet or something in them terms, no one can really help them like they would on if I sent money uh, or, or I sent Ethereum to a, the wrong wallet on Binance or something, they could help me, right? But if that happened in decentralization and, a, and on Binance Smart Chain, there's no one that can help me. It's just that I would have to try and get in contact with someone that owned the wallet to see if they would give it back to me. But I think a lot of people relate Binance Smart Chain to um cz or cz as you because you mimic me for saying cz (laughs) (laughs) but i think a lot of people need to realize that he doesn't kind of have control over it this is supposed to be decentralization they can't keep going to him if something bad happens to them and i think that is where there's a downfall on his reputation as well Mm -hmm. but Yeah, it would be like if people went to uh, what's the guy's name that Vitalik. Vitalik, Vitalik. Yeah, if I I could tweet at him, hey, 
I got rug pulled. Come fix this for me, right? Re- refund me my money. Yeah, but the difference is he only runs Ethereum, whereas CZ or CZ, sorry, however you want me to say it, CZ, he runs a centralized platform as well. And that is something, I don't think it's a massive issue, but I just think there is sometimes there could be that. Because you always see on Twitter, people, you know, commenting on his tweets, I lost this much on your BSC uh, blockchain and stuff like that. And I think people need to realize it's a total, it's, this, isn't, this isn't a centralized exchange. He has no control. Yeah, I was actually looking up uh, how to become a validator. You just need 10,000 BNB to make it happen. You got 10,000 BNB? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> right? But also, I think they have a, a capped amount of validators. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the network is secured by these validators, and there's no, yeah, there's nothing they can do about it. I do think yeah, that I'm... Binance could, as a company, like, I don't know if they've done this or not. If there's been like something bad that happened, and they could just say, like, we're going to try to help people out in terms of funds or something. But they, even if we, they, so carry on, sorry. Carry on. I, I would say, but I, I don't think they should get in the habit of that, especially because right now it might be fine. Let's say a million dollars is lost in Binance. It's like, sure, we'll just help people out, right? But what if a year from now, a $100 million mistake happens or something? You know, I, I think it's a bad uh, road to go down with getting involved. I don't think they get involved, like as in trying to compensate any users that lost money due due to someone's bad act. But I think what they do is, let's say there was a rug pull or someone did steal some sort of money somehow, and that person sent the money through Binance centralized exchange. And if you were able to contact Binance in that time to able to them to stop it, they can do something. But I think that's as far as they go. Okay. No, that makes sense. Because cool, then the money enters their uh, kind of their domain, right? Yeah. But I only think that's the only way to bridge, right, at the moment. Onto you, the can, you can use Trust Wallet, which is what I do. So Trust Wallet lets you instantly swap between BNB BEP2 and BEP20. Okay. So, but I don't know what's happening in the background there, right? I don't know if that's Binance is involved in that at all, or if this is just something totally disconnected from them that does the bridge. I haven't tried it because I don't really switch between both. I'm literally purely just BSC at the moment. I don't really touch Ethereum. Yeah, I only I only do it when I'm money is going in and out. So, like if if I'm gonna you know, had a good week, I'm going to move $500 to my bank account or something. That's when I need to, you know, get BEP20 out of yeah, yeah. BSC, basically, because there's no other way to do it that I'm aware of. And I also think the positive for the adoption of BSC is the, is it $100 million that they've got as an accelerator fund? Yes. So I think that is amazing for them to actually help people to come over and build and you know, promising teams, building promising products. I think that just goes to show that they really want to build something here. Um, but I think, again, the only downfall with that is a lot of anonymous teams. How do they, in a way, 
you know, balance that, being able to give money to a anonymous team that is building something, but also them staying anonymous. That's, I know you, you get into the anonymous thing a lot, right? At least you think about it probably more than other people do. Because, I mean, you're right. Like, what if you build something and Binance is like, okay, we'll give you $100,000. And then you're just like, sweet. And then you close up shop and you got a hundred grand from Binance. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they moderate. Yeah. So I see it as a good point. I think it's really amazing what they're doing because it's great to actually help people come on, look, you know, build with us. We want to help. But then the other aspect, if they want to stay anonymous, do they say, sorry, look, you've got a bill, but we can't help you because we don't know if you're just going to take the money and see you later. I don't know how that would work. I kind of feel like that's what they have to do, right? Yeah, in a way, yeah. Like which, which I would have no problem with thinking about that. Is like if Binance requires that the team members are at least to them not anonymous. Yeah. You know, then I that, to me that just makes sense, right? But then should that news be um, public? Then not as in the the identities, but just that that project that team has you know, have come out to the Binance team themselves? Or should that just stay anonymous anyway? Well, it'd be a really big positive if they did because more people won't be scared to throw money at their at their product. So that's, that's exactly right. That's what I was thinking is it would give legitimacy to a specific project if you knew that they worked with Binance and Binance knows who they are and, you know, that there's some honesty going on there. Yeah. I, uh, so, for me, I feel that Binance Smart Chain isn't going to go anywhere. It's always going to be successful. As much as if Ethereum is successful, Binance Smart Chain will be successful. Whatever, whatever, anything new comes out on Ethereum will also come out on Binance Smart Chain, which we've seen with all the DeFi stuff. You know, we've got Agreed. the lending, borrowing providing liquidity, all of what is built on Ethereum has already come over to Binance Smart Chain. So as, as long as Ethereum's there, and I always think Ethereum will be the winner, that Binance Smart Chain will have a, a life. I agree, because Ethereum is, at least, you know, they've got the first mover advantage, and in crypto, being first on something is a, a really big deal. Yeah. Like, like a huge deal. So... Like there's never going to be a Bitcoin killer, right? It just, it's not going to happen. And with Ethereum, with the size and the scale and everything, I I don't see some other blockchain that does the same thing, like flipping it, right? I just, I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I honestly don't believe that there's anything out there that, that will be ahead in a way or take over. Yeah. They can take a margin of their, um users you know like us for instance but we'll always use ethereum in some sort of way Mm -hmm. like well i use ethereum within my DeFi. like with you know i have eth bnb liquidity pools so it all it all just ties in together yeah you know it would be nice and i don't know if anyone's working on this there needs to be so like hey hey cz listen up uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there needs to be a ERC twenty wrapped BNB. I think that's so that, out, is it has that come out? So they the pre sale that happened recently, um 
uh, on Swipe was that Canon, right? Yeah. And I think they're first rolling out the uh, Bitcoin wrapped, and then they're going to be rolling out BNB wrapped. So that is something that is coming. Because that's going to be amazing for the BNB price. Uh, what with all that ETH liquidity or the, all the liquidity on Ethereum, yep. You know, and and it was so BNB ERC twenty will start getting pulled into the same way I use Ethereum within my pools on BSC. Ethereum users will use uh, BSC or BNB ETH as a liquidity pair. Yep. Which, so I don't. I'm not going to speculate on exactly what that would do to the price, but obviously more demand equals higher price. But there's a project that just released a, so Rune Thorchain just released a Rune ERC twenty like two days ago. And so now the you didn't have to get Rune by going through BEP two. You could get it just through Sushi Swap and now Uniswap. And the price went up like fifty percent in two days, right? Like the d- the demand for that type of stuff is there. So I think an ERC twenty BNB token would be amazing for the price. But when, if I recall right, the the price on Ethereum and the price of Rune on like Binance, there was massive difference, right? It was, it was, there was only a difference for about two days. So they, they were, you know, they released that token and, but there was no way to arbitrage it in the beginning because there wasn't a bridge yet. Yeah. There was so what they released the bridge and then it, so now you can, you can arbitrage by sending money. So sending rune back and forth. Okay. And so they'll, they would be able to do the same thing. You just, oh, that, that's probably what swipe is going to build is. And actually this could, you could take your Ethereum buy rune or buy sorry not rune bnb erc20 and then bridge it directly into bnb bep20 yeah so there'll be a lot of arbitrage over from blockchains right so there'll be arbitrage between the chains but then also what we talked about at the beginning of there needs to be an easier way to get into it mm. you know you'll still have to set up your your bep20 wallet but if someone, if an ETH user that's been on ETH for a while knows, I can just swap this for BNB ERC20 and then bridge it to BNB20 without BEP20 without touching an exchange. Um, that's that's what we want. Yeah. Right? So it sounds like, I mean, I think that's going to be a big catalyst. 100%. I think that as well. If, if the Canon succeed. And I, I don't see. I mean, there's there's got to be demand for it, right? So I guess they have to build the build the actual bridge and release the token and everything. But as long as they do that, which shouldn't be all that complicated at this point, I'm assuming if you can wrap Bitcoin, you can wrap BNB, right? Like it. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that could be real good for BNB price. Yeah. Huh. We should probably front run that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like um, we've already seen massive, as we can see from the charts, you know, we can see that we've Binance Smart Chain is already getting uh, a lot of users come over. There's a lot of transactions happening. I think the only thing that is stopping it from going even more now is purely the bridging over. I think mm-hmm. if that's solved, 
and I think your point about the MetaMask having it having it um, already stamped in the wallet to be able to people to come over would be a massive thing. Yes, and I think so. Obviously, Trust Wallet is already in there. So if you can use Trust Wallet with different DApps, then that's a piece of cake, right? Like you could just send BNB BEP twenty to to Trust Wallet, and you're you're not you're you're in business. You don't have to because it works differently than MetaMask, where you don't have to put the chain in there and all that. Okay, but, I've never I mean, not Trust Wallet, but I've just never really used it. Well, I like the only problem with Trust Wallet, at least if you. I don't like I can't access the dApps through my Trust Wallet app. So I think it depends on what type of phone you have also. Whether you got your application through iTunes Store or Google Play. Like they're different slightly. So I I mostly just at this point use Trust Wallet for the built-in bridge between BEP2 and BEP20. Okay. And it's yeah. like it's like super instant. It's like you don't have to put in addresses or anything. You just click on it and you just tell it to swap it either direction. It's a piece of cake. It's really nice. If I ever need to do swap over, then I, if I ever think of going back, then I might you try it. But or taking profit, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Eventually, you may actually want to put some money from BSC and into your bank account one day. Yeah, one day. <laughs> one day a year from now. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, uh, so yeah, so I think we we kind of agree it's not going to be an ETH killer, but I think it's just going to keep growing. Like, I don't see it shrinking, right? No, I think it's going to get massive, massive adoption. Once these other things, you got to remember, we're only, what, is it five months or something old? Yeah, like four or five months, yeah. yeah. So, And we know that things move fast, right? So even if it came, this the, the bridge, well, the, an easier bridge happened very soon i think it still has the time for it to have massive adoption while they're still you know marketing it to ethereum users and such um but we're still re really really young look how long look how long ethereum's been around um and like DeFi's only really hit off only recently as well yeah and i think projects that like Injective, for example, who's going to bring essentially derivatives trading to BSE. Uh, that's going to be incredible. Like, I don't do that type of trading, but obviously there's a lot of people that do. Yeah, yeah. And I can't even imagine the fees you have to pay on Ethereum to make that happen. Right? Like, I looked into doing options. I wanted to actually sell, like, call options and put options on Ethereum and some other cryptos. But the amount of money I had to have in my position versus like the fees I had to pay. It just like the math just didn't work. I couldn't make it work. Like I don't have, I didn't have enough money for that. Whereas if I know my transaction cost is 15 cents now and I'm going to get like a $2, $3 premium on an, you know, a small option call, like that's cool. Easy money. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, cause I was just trying to experiment with it on Ethereum and there's no way I could do it to make it profitable. Yeah. That's, that's another downfall. Is that nothing yeah. profitable for us traders, really, unless we've got big balances? Yeah, and so that's, I mean, to me, that's like the whole bull case for BSC. Like, I think this morning when I was I was harvesting my, my yield as I do every morning and, you know, and putting it into new positions, I probably did eight transactions 
So that could have been $100 on Ethereum at least. Easily. Versus, Easily. you know, the, the buck 25 I paid yeah, on yeah. USD. So, you know, because, you know, that's the way I like to invest. I, I take my earnings and I spread it into different liquidity pools. And so you've got to, you got to sell what you earn. You got to put half into two different things. Then you've got to provide liquidity and then you've got to stake it. Yeah. Right. So that's for one position. That's like five transactions. Mm. And, and that'd be really expensive, expensive on how much money you would have to have invested on Ethereum to be able to do that every day. Like, like I, I could do that every single day and I do do it every single day. So for me to do that on Ethereum, I would have to have a hundred times more money invested <laughs> to make it worth it. Right. I think this is one of the reasons why yield farming on Ethereum doesn't last as much as, as long as it like, just from personal experience and just just my view i don't know it's, it's not you know set in stone but i feel like yield farming on ethereum only lasts two days right that's whereas experience that a lot yes whereas if you come over to the binance smart chain the yield farming has lasts for i don't think it ends months yeah it doesn't end and i think that's the great thing about it is it's not just wiped out so quick like it is on ethereum it's really kind of amazing. <laughs> I, I'm sure Just, we've talked about yeah, that before. Yeah. <laughs> the difference of how much money I was basically losing on Ethereum versus how much money I'm making on I Binance. don't really want to think about the Ethereum losses. <laughs> yeah. It's like even now, like we're we're both in core on Ethereum. Yeah. And we're kind of just trapped in core on Ethereum. And every time I go to like think about I haven't harvested my profits in weeks there's no point like weeks because it's so expensive to do it i guess I'll, I'll pull those profits once a year i guess right yeah. is that that's what i'm gonna do maybe once a quarter you probably won't be making it in still <laughs> like I told, the last time i looked the fee was like 50 dollars, and i was just like nope i just can't do it like i would still have made money but because it's been building up for so long like fifty bucks for a fee, man. You might as well wait for two point Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just gonna let Core earn for the next two years, and then two point rolls out, and I'll see how much it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. So, I think we're we're probably pretty much in agreement on all this. Then, yep, we're gonna see huge growth once we have a bridge that makes it easier. I think. It's, yeah, people are going to just be building and building and building, and projects that are, you know bridge over and have both their projects on both sides, they're going to be long-lasting projects as well. Yeah, and I want to ask you. So, what's your play? Like, obviously, any liquidity pair you have BNB, so a lot of exposure there. Mm -hmm. But do you hold a lot of spot BNB because yes. of the growth yes. you believe in? Yep. Like Do you, what it, I always taking profits and I always stack up. I don't stack up in stable coins. I stack up in BNB. Interesting. It's aggressive. I, I the thing is like, I just see a, the, a massive growth in, in BNB. I mean, a huge growth in BNB. I didn't realize how bullish I was until I came over to Binance Smart Chain. Yeah. Especially from, 
we get kind of a unique perspective because we like really pay a lot of attention to the new projects, and mm -hmm. there's a ton of new projects now. Yep, like a ton. I was seeing like tweets yesterday. I'm like, never like I can't. Even, I actually I can't keep up anymore. for For a long time, it was really easy to keep up on every new project. Yeah, because it was like one a day, maybe one every couple days. But now it's like this is launching. Then that thing is launching, and I was looking at the pancake pools so not the farms but the pools and i'm like i don't even know what all these things are that i could go <laughs> burn with cake right now right like it's getting uh and then there's there's all the different types of like tokens popping up also yep. that you see on ethereum yeah so that's kind of fun like those are all like the fun things right i, I keep an eye on um the verified contracts that are coming over and i would say maybe three four weeks ago you could see that when they were coming over, they were like, you know, a couple of day, you could see like the first two pages were, you know, the last few days. But now if you go on there, you know, the last few pages are just in one day. That just shows how many people, you know, are coming over, deploying contracts, um, which just shows that there's this stuff, people are coming over to use it. Developers are coming over to use it. Actually, we did this last time. So I'm just going to look at it real quick. Like, man, I haven't looked at the BSC scan yield farm page in a while. Well, you don't need to right. anymore because we just built one for. That's true. <laughs> but I'm just looking at like I I need to look at uh, Cactus Finance. I saw Cactus Finance did something with another project. I don't know anything about it. So I got I got to dedicate some time to researching more of these projects. Mm -hmm. I'm falling behind. I'm becoming like a, a BSC boomer in four months, and now I don't know what's going on. But if you go into the um, the uh, blockchain, the, the verified contracts tab. Da, 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 blockchain. Okay, got it. Yeah. You see the first page, right? There is 25 results oh. on the first page. Before, this is not, no joke, before, you wouldn't, you would see at least three days worth on here. Now you just see one whole day. Yeah, this is right? just today. And that just shows how many, you know, people are developers and projects that are deploying contracts, which is a big thing in a way, because yeah, that's, that's what you need. Amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I never really need to look at this before. Yeah, I, I, that's how I scope out projects and what they're bringing out and stuff. Huh. Wait, Reflect? Is that Reflect Finance? I mean, I have no idea how to know. But you got to be careful because anyone... Any well, yeah, they could, they could trick me into buying it because I think it's like, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. that RFI? <laughs> it actually says RFI BSC. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's really funny. So maybe it is. And if you click it, the contract source code uh, under contract actually says it's RFI on BSC. <laughs> Are they trying to trick me? <laughs> but there's a lot of them, right? Yeah, uh, that's crazy. At the moment. No, I'm going to go buy this. Just kidding. <laughs> One B&B. What if I'm right? <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Well, I appreciate your time, man. I know it's getting late there and you've been working all day and I'm just getting started. So I'll let you go. Right. Thanks for coming on and we'll talk again next Friday. Yeah. Perfect, man. Nice one. Yep. Bye. Take care, man. See you in a bit. Thank you for listening to this episode of the BSC News Podcast. 
If you are interested in being a guest or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit www.bsc.news slash categories slash podcast.